0: Welcome to Charm the Water, my name's Aaron David, and this is Day of Mars, and I want to talk about kind of uh, administrative things, uh, because Mars is in Virgo, and that's a very administrative type thing, and uh, this is kind of the place I find myself in uh, of stuff to do this week, which I don't find is the fun stuff, but uh, how I got more disciplined in that type of stuff is through trading and so much of trading parallels um, the western esoteric traditions methods for tracking uh, season uh, for tracking the times uh, for tracking uh, the stars so of how that looks it's a sine wave that's what i see in my head when i picture time and that sine wave peaks and then bottoms and then crosses equilibrium on the way up uh, peaks again crosses equilibrium on the way back down so that's the constant movement and nietzsche wrote, uh, that it was a demon who whispered this to, uh, Zarathustra, and, uh, you know, so the reaction is horror, this notion of, um, rebirth and perpetuity, uh, and that which is nature, uh, so the Lion King said the same thing, but called it the circle of life, and, uh, made it something beautiful bittersweet so how you see you know what's going on (laughs) is uh irregardless of it is what's going on uh these cycles and the business world calls it q1 q2 q3 q4 Uh, western esoteric tradition calls it spring summer fall winter so for me, the most, uh, I want the most immediate uh, snapshot or block of time in which I can analyze and uh, pull out patterns which are recognizable and uh, see them in relation to the bigger picture. And that's always very important. There's always a bigger, bigger picture going on. There's a a, uh, yearly narrative, and then there's those quarterly narratives. There's also the lunar cycle narrative of that period of 27 point whatever days. Uh, Within that lunar cycle narrative, there are also subdivisions of narratives, and these are called the weeks, and within those weeks are the quarters of the moon, the new moon, you know, full moon uh, being equilibrium points uh, that crossover, <clears throat> and uh, further down is where I specialize in both markets and uh, the more esoteric stuff, which is with the hours of the days, and so we all live in these divisions of time there are four parts of the day which is you know Lieber resh is the first thing you're noting the four divisions of a singular day and up from there those days are divided into seven day weeks and back up so you what you're doing is uh growing adept at looking from the bigger picture down to the smaller picture and from the smaller picture up to the bigger picture and so it's a present awareness of where we are at within a cycle so presently uh, we're closing out this lunar cycle And I think we have the new moon coming up on, I think, maybe the 6th of October or something. But right now we're going to spend, the moon is going to spend a couple of days in Gemini. And uh, so there are those relations and Mars uh, is in Virgo. And so this very administrative type of feel, which it feels like to me, uh, that's the part that I have arrived at in my own uh, personal work, and it's the part that I least enjoy is uh, sitting down at the desk and doing administrative stuff, which is essential. But once I get my ass in the chair and uh, you know, open up the data, uh, I get into it at that point. It just takes me a while to settle into okay, I'm gonna be here a while. <clears throat> uh and for charts uh, specifically with um, candlestick charts looking at price of markets, that's something I can just camp out in all day all night and become so obsessed with because it's so beautiful a theme when you know what you're looking at and when you know there's cycles within cycles that you're looking at and you've you've named them and you, You can see them uh it just opens up like uh like the scales fall from your eye that discipline of acquiring the skills to see the market and that uh, macroscopic to microscopic and microscopic to macroscopic that telescoping any way i want to turn it i see it i see it. it Acquiring that skill uh, was a discipline, and that discipline carries over into the esoteric stuff and is so very much related um, to the cycles of uh, esoterica, you know, which are not just the cycles of esoterica, which is what's so infuriating that people want to label them as one thing or another thing or something. Well, they are what we are all running on. Um, you know, our life cycle follows these same cycles. We are a part of these natural cycles. Um, we wax and wane with them. Um, and they play out. On various levels throughout our life, um, and they play out for us collectively on various levels. Uh, so that, to me, is—I think—that's the horror, uh, the Lovecraftian horror, the incredible uh, abyssal depth <laughs> and complexity. Uh, what Jung called the spirit of the depths. And there are these two things, the spirit of the depths and the spirit of the times. And it's so much more comfortable to stay with the spirit of the times and stay with, you know, what's popping now and what's, um, you know, it's like a, a, a place to dwell. But outside of that, you know, is this larger, terrifying, you uh, span of time, and that's what people hesitate to look at, uh, because in doing so, they see the shortness of their own time span. But anyway, getting back to uh, the more administrative uh, type of things, I'll give a very practical example of how this works uh, with me. Using uh, an astrology app on my phone, uh, which was recommended by Tobias from Sublunar Space many years ago, it feels like many years ago, Uh, it's become a daily tool in my tool belt uh, to look at these cycles, uh, particularly the intraday cycles, which is a market term, but man, intraday astrology if you want to break down your day and break down your week, break down the hours of the four divisions of the day, uh, this is how to do it. Um, it's so nice, and this particular app, I'm not doing a commercial for, I'm just saying it is the uh, most, uh, I guess, easy to use astrology app that i've uh, dealt with and i've dealt with a few on desktop and i just don't use them anymore uh, because everything is here at my fingertips that i need uh, from the planetary hour uh, to switching between tropical and sidereal uh, with ease uh, and here's how i use it here's how i start out the week saturday and sunday i don't really care unless i'm doing something or something happens that i want to see what was happening on the chart that this thing would happen (laughs) uh otherwise those are like my days off uh so the week starts on monday just like with the business week starts on monday and uh i believe uh my god his name popped out of my head Uh, The author of, um oh my God, that popped out of my head too. What is it called? What is his name? Oh my God. Hold on, I've got to find it. I hate when I do this, bring up some thing and then can't think of it and then have to go look for it. What is his name? I'll have it in just a second Jake Stratton Kent. I still can't think of the. Pandemonium is the name of the book. Uh, but he goes on this. Geez, he goes on this long spiel in the very beginning of the book about the sublunar. Oh, look at that synchronicity. The word sublunar. (laughs) Uh, He goes uh, on about that and how Monday under Lucifer and yada yada. You'll just have to get the book and and read it. Uh, But truly, Monday kicks off the week. And uh, this is where the initial focus... For breaking down the week is centered. Monday, sunrise, what's popping? You know, where... Sunrise is so incredibly important. I have to stop here uh, for looking at everything. For beginning the analysis. And you go and look at Solomonic stuff, which says... You know, when you go to cut the wand of the art... Uh, do it on a day of Mercury on the first hour of Mercury which is at sunrise, at dawn and do it with one stroke and you know all these very specific directions using this structuring of uh, time blocks how we divide them in the uh, magical tradition uh, which is by planetary hour, planetary day And, uh, you know, learning about what I've been learning about the last week with microbiology. One thing is when you harvest a plant for using in the making of a fermented uh, plant juice, also known as FPJ, uh, when you do that, you want to harvest the plant just before sunrise or at sunrise when there's still dew on the leaves and uh, there's actual legit scientific reasons uh, for harvesting at that point because that's when the plant is interacting with the microbiology at its highest point uh, is that time of day and so by harvesting them, you're getting um, a lot of active microbiology with the plant that will uh, be beneficial in the making of your fermented uh, plant juice. So it's just interesting to see well, there's actually you know, some scientific reasons for doing stuff I'm doing and I'm into right now at, <clears throat> at sunrise. excuse me Uh, so on Monday at sunrise the first thing I do is I don't have anything on that astrology app except the north node uh, part of fortune and uh, the moon for Monday and so Tuesday we get to add something I mean there's not a lot you can do except uh, analyze What, you know, what house is the moon in? What will it be coming to? uh, You know, what aspects are there with the midheaven, with North Node? There's not a lot of information available on Monday for the week. And Tuesday is really where a a deciding um, element comes in. And that deciding element is fire, (laughs) is Mars, and it sets the week's ass on fire, uh, puts things in actions, I've I've described it as the pulling back, uh, of the hammer on the revolver, or, uh, the breath inhaled before the blowgun comes up to the lips, you know, it's that opposite direction before the true direction, uh, it's kind of a a a pitcher's wind up um and market wise there's very specific technical things around that and probabilities around that uh but in the uh looking on the astrology app what I'm paying attention to well how is the moon in play with Mars and Uh, the part of Fortune and the North Node. And, you know, I've noticed something extraordinarily interesting in collecting this data, uh, correlating it with market data. So collecting uh, information from candlestick charts every single day and from astrological intraday charts every single day. This is what's fascinating. Generally, when the astrology chart is lit up red, uh, when the moon is afflicted or uh, you know square the dragon's head, or like you've got just red lit up, uh, what would be called an evil day, what happens so often is that the dollar will climb. <clears throat> and other currencies will fall and that's fascinating given that uh, there are Abrahamic faiths that call this country the the great Satan and it seems like <laughs> there's there may be something to that this whole pursuit of individual independence and freedom uh, it's a satanic endeavor. But, you know, without further value judgment, isn't it weird that when a, a day with really bad aspects happens, the dollar climbs more often than not. Uh, so I've learned, you know, go short. <laughs> go short if the astrological charts lit up red. Um, but, when I, I'm not relying on astrological data for trading decisions. Uh, I've got technical analysis for that. I just think it's really interesting uh, that what happens in correlation uh, in relation to what's happening on the astrological chart with aspects, the intraday astrological chart, going hour by hour, And watching that planetary day unfold from its first hour. So first hour of day of Mars would be the hour of Mars. And uh, seeing what plays out. Remember that second division, uh, which is noon. Uh, Now, in the markets, the day is wrapped up by that time. And uh, there is also an hour of the dragon's head that you just want to avoid doing anything, and uh, that's not really taken note of most much in western systems, the Lemic systems uh, I have seen people uh, uh, Rahu Kal uh, is the what it's called, and it's an hour, you just you know don't do anything, don't make any decisions, business-wise, or anything like that, uh, and that's why I feel like, personally, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, things that brush up against the dragon's head, uh, within, uh, my journey, so it's, it's on my chart, because it's impactful, uh, whatever it, it touches it, it will impact, uh, and it's, it's really interesting to see on large movement days. Where's the dragon's head? Uh, what aspect is it in in relation to uh, the moon and to uh, the planetary day? Like what's going on there? And what makes that easy for me to see is I, my, all my charts are very clean. And only what's needed is there so like today uh, my chart went from having only the moon the north node and the part of fortune on it to Tuesday comes around I add Mars to that Wednesday comes around I add uh, mercury into that and so by the time that Friday comes around my chart is much much busier than it was with Monday with aspects and within that looking at a snapshot of sunrise on uh, the first hour of each planetary day of the week you get this narrative emerging from looking at those snapshots and it's the narrative the weekly narrative well that's you know if you could figure out next week's weekly narrative uh you could do a lot with that you could do a lot of damage with that but we can't see very far into the future it's shrouded in darkness and potentiality uh what we what we can do is uh, look at probabilities and look at the cycles we're in and the patterns within those cycles and uh, we can see where we're at and what is uh, In all probability. Likely. To be the very. Next thing. To happen. And we can do that. Extend that out. To seeing the narrative. Of. This past lunar cycle. um, Which. Was a lot. Of Piscean stuff. And going back. Back. OK, so once the narrative has played out, go back and this will tremendously help your skill in breaking down uh, the days of the week and the week and the month for yourself and what you're about for that month. Because these influences are playing out on your life, whether you like realize it or not. Okay. I don't know. Like when the geese, I think they're geese. I don't, there's something that quacks like a, well, you just have to hear it, but both the chickens and those birds that fly overhead, I'm calling them geese. Uh, they want to go like at the same time of sunset, which is the third division of the day those chickens and those geese my chickens and those geese that fly over from lake louise down here uh they ready to go at the same time and that what their what their little thing in their brain is geared to (laughs) is sunset the third division of the day and so the fourth division is midnight i can tell you in market analysis midnight is extraordinarily important Uh, but uh, it's just crazy to me how you know going through the discipline of learning to uh, use technical analysis on markets and break down um, price movement within one day how that gave such extraordinary depth and understanding to uh, the Higromantea's system of hours. And man, it just like, it ripped the lid off of it. Like, wow. Like, before, I didn't quite know what to do with it. I felt like this should be important, but there was no way to see a practical application. Like, there was no way to make it my own for it to play out in my life, like, every day for it to be usable for it to be in that daily toolkit until i got that discipline from being involved in markets every single day and breaking every single day down into blocks into divisions of time and analyzing those and then i got to like rub in my chin and i was like wow would not the, uh, planetary hours and planetary days be uh, like there's so much incredible similarity between these things and the conclusion that I drew was that it's all Doctor Who Time Lord stuff all of it is if we can understand those cycles and our role within those cycles and what work uh, we should be doing and what narrative we should have Uh, for ourselves and for what we're doing in those time blocks that's all you need that's all you need you know that's what everybody lacks i've talked to like 70 80 year old people i've been around old people my entire life uh i haven't been around many other people than old people um but i've heard so many of them say like i never you know got a true idea of, you know, what I should be doing in life or a certainty about who I am in life. And I've watched as many of my own family members kind of, it's disturbing uh, to see. And it makes you think, you know, this happens with every generation. You know, insights come to the generation that's coming up as the generation above them is going out it's kind of a a, a passing of the torch and initiating uh, rite of passage and uh, you start to realize a lot of stuff witnessing this happen this rollover (laughs) when you you see it play out in a personal way um, you realize how i've realized how valuable Um, these initiatory experiences are and how they provided like, uh, something that few people own. And, um, that's really the only way I know how to put it. And, um, I'm not saying that everybody's, uh, foray into, you know, this uh, magical questing will look like this, but I think that this is in—you know—you just turn on the History Channel's nonsense, and every every civilization, aliens have come down and taught, you know, how to uh, make a calendar of star movement because we needed aliens to, you know, come down and tell us to look up instead of, like, you know, being in the cave, looking at the shadows on the wall, the alien, I'm just being silly, uh, but yeah, like, there is that, uh, astronomy and following the stars with all the ancient civilizations, I've even heard one guy relate, I forget his name, but, uh, he's written a book on how all the biblical stories are, uh, actually star myths. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but I think that, um, I think you can fit everything. It's like the tree of life and hermetic Kabbalah. Uh, you can fit anything on that. Um, and that is just like a smaller system of the Greater galactic system that is astrology, that is astronomy, uh, that is like all of these things. Uh, They're archetypal in that way, and that somehow what they're doing in time in circles and in circles within circles, and it creates all of this, you know, cycle of Venus pentagrams and complex geometry like somehow all of that uh complexity affects us in the cycles and as about as far as we can see into it uh officially it's like oh well, yeah the uh, tide seems to be affected by the moon and uh going beyond that is just kind of you know you've completely gone off into the land of subjective woo-woo and, uh, are absurd. And that's too bad, um, because I'll tell you what's absurd. Uh, absurdity is living in, uh, nothing but this sort of outward, the outer court of, uh, information, Like, all the information is really, you know, uh, supposed to be flowing through you personally. And you're supposed to be experiencing, uh, your own narrative. And everybody out there is too afraid to do that because they'll look different. Uh, they'll look abnormal, uh, it, they'll be perceived as being weird. And really, like, this is the only game around. You know, as far as I'm concerned, once you get a good picture of it, uh, all of it takes on incredible depth of meaning. It's not just uh, astrology chart. These are like archetypal realities. Uh, observable. And not only observable, conjurable <laughs> and uh you know these are intelligences that um are actively uh playing roles and have office in uh, in the work of creation and uh you know the old indigenous folk knew far more about uh this than we do and it doesn't mean that like we can go back to that uh, because what all of these archetypal processes are doing is bringing us up out of where we were and we can't see exactly where we're going we can look back just like with the historical data on charts we can see where we've been and where we've come to and we can see that we're being raised up uh, as something unique from everything else in nature Uh, but we can't see where that's going or uh, the end of it or what McKinnon called the transcendental object at the end of time uh, but we can pursue it I totally lost track of what I was talking about I guess I'm done <laughs> it's like sucks you just like get all frenzied and then like all of a sudden well, alright I'm done uh, I'll see you later <laughs>